You're listening to Twin Day, a show all about empowering Black and brown entrepreneurs to thrive. This podcast is powered by Bank of America. Twin Day, meaning Let's Go in Kiswahili, is a Tennessee accelerator program that's leveling the playing field for Black and Latina founders. I'm Brittany Cole, Chief Equity and Inclusion Officer at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center and your host of the Twin Day podcast. You can expect to hear stories of entrepreneurs thriving in their businesses, insights from organizations that support founders of color, and get access to resources to help you grow and scale your business. For more content like this, visit TwinDayPodcast.com and follow anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Twin Day Podcast. We have an exciting episode today. If you are a founder, a business leader, an investor, we want you to tune in because we're going to be talking about why health is wealth with none other than celebrity trainer out of Nashville, Tennessee, Jarrell Webb. So Jarrell, welcome. What's going on? Great to be here. Glad to have you. So let's just kind of dive in a little bit to your story. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so originally from Tallahassee, Florida. I'm a Florida boy living in, in Tennessee. I came here to play football at MTSU. So I'm a former D1 athlete. Uh, pursued that um, as far as I could. And then I uh, fell into the space that I'm in now. Uh, since I was seven, mm-hmm. um, I've always wanted to be a professional athlete. Nothing else. My mother would tell you it drove her crazy. But there, I had no plan A, I had no plan B, C, D. It was only football and that was and that's all I've ever wanted to be. Wow. So tell me a little bit about that journey. So you played football at MTSU yeah. and in between there and now. So played football at MTSU, uh went to Calgary for a little bit, got cut, went to Atlanta for a little bit, got cut, came back here. So funny enough, I'm I was actually a criminal justice major. So I have a um I wanted to work in that space. My after football I wanted to go and work uh, undercover like DEA agent. Then I found out the bullets were real, um, and you don't always get to come home. And I said, you know what? There is uh, probably something uh, safer that I could be doing. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I was doing that, I was still working out and training like I was going to get another opportunity. At the time, uh, um, a coworker of mine asked me if I would just take her to the gym and show her around. And I was like, yeah, cool. You know, I'm going anyway. So somehow that turned into her, me personal training her. Had no clue what I was doing, and she lost 60 pounds. And so this is what was her idea. She's like, you got to find a way to, like, this is your thing. You're a people person. Like, I can totally see you doing this. I was like, I can't make any money doing it. I didn't know I didn't know anybody that was a personal trainer or worked in the fitness industry. As much as I knew about it was Richard Simmons and Billy Blanks. <laughs> and I was nothing like either one of them, right? So I was like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's for me. But then eventually, you know, I explored it more and mm-hmm. here we are. So it sounds like you kind of fell into entrepreneurship. You weren't necessarily planning on it or were thinking like, I'm going to start my own company. Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, literally fell into it. Yeah. So how how has it been? What's the journey been like? Talk us through that like first initial client that you thought you were just kind of giving a tour yeah. to now being a celebrity fitness trainer. Yeah. So my, crazy enough, my first client um, was one of my mentors at the time and it was kind of a trade-off. I was getting him in shape. He would help me, like, try to figure out my life, pretty much. It wasn't mm-hmm. even business. It was like, yo, we need to figure out, like, what comes after football, that blank space of you've dedicated your whole life to one thing and it didn't work out, so now, like, what's next? And so, you know, he invested in me mentally, physically, financially <laughs> at mm-hmm. times to make sure that I was that I was straight, and then he just kind of just cast a vision, like, yo, I can see you 
doing this, right? Um, he's like, you have this gift. You can take it as far as you want to take it. So I think a lot of times just having someone that recognize the gift that you have and, you know, how it can work in the real world I and mean, how you can sell that gift is very important. And that's and that's what he did for me. And then after that, you know, it's, it's word of mouth. You know, someone introduces you to someone and then... You know, once you have one, you kind of have everybody because, you know, we're kind of a follow the leader type society. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of leadership, like you've been on BET, HGTV, ESPN, yeah. ABC, NBC. So like <laughs> when we say celebrity fitness trainer, yeah. like you really have been able to grow your personal brand and the work that you do, I guess, share with us a little bit for entrepreneurs who may be like early in the journey, because sometimes there is this thought that if you're doing work as a service-based entrepreneur, that it can look and feel different when you're in this entrepreneurial environment. So talk about you're clearly growing your business. What has that journey been like for you as you've been thinking about like the back end of personal training and how you really grow? Yeah. So I think initially you just got to figure out what you want. And that's the hard part, right? Like that's, it seems so simple. If I ask you what you want, it's like asking my wife, what do you want to eat? It's a very <laughs> simple question, right? But she never knows. And so it's the same thing with entrepreneurs. You know the industry and there's so many different ways that you can be successful in, in, in every industry, right? But you have to figure out what you want to do and what you want to master in that, in that industry and then go from that. So for me, I've always been more than just a personal trainer. I'm more than just, you know, 12, 15, 20 people a day, right? My, I, I want to be able to help the masses. And I know so with that, I also have a natural gift with people, with being in front of the camera, with with speaking and, and things like that. And so finding that gift and then refining that gift is kind of what I would say to every entrepreneur. Figure out what you want. Find what your natural gift What do you do naturally? And then refine that thing so you have to start to sharpen your sword. And you've definitely been refining that with, like, figuring out even how to scale through, like, okay, how can you share your services without, like, being in front of people? Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about what that journey has been, like, leveraging technology so that you can motivate underdogs everywhere even hey, if you're not in the gym. Yeah, I, I see what you did there. Um, so, yeah, the great entrepreneur, philanthropist, uh, scholar, 50 Cent once said, um, if you're not— if you're not <laughs> if you're not making money when you're asleep, then you're not making money. And so the goal is to be able to, you know, find a way to have an income without you having to trade time for money. And that's the ultimate goal for all of us, right? I also want to be laying on the beach somewhere checking my laptop and just making sure the numbers look right, right? right. If I need to make a call, I can make a call. But especially with the way technology um, is set up, COVID showed us that, you know, you really don't need to be somewhere every day. Mm -hmm. Um and that technology, you can literally become a millionaire or a multi-millionaire or whatever, or whatever you want to become from your laptop. And so I was already doing on-demand workouts for a larger brand. And so I was like, why not do it for myself and, and tap into that market? People come to see me. They, like, they, they buy this platform to work out with me. So why not just buy my platform and work out with me here? I love that. I love that. So you mentioned, we've talked a little bit about, about your journey. We've talked a little bit about leadership. And certainly for people that are leading their own company as entrepreneurs, sometimes your health can fall to yeah. the wayside. Yeah. So uh, we know what those entrepreneurial hours can look like. So what are some of maybe the biggest challenges that you see when it comes to entrepreneurs and our health and wellness? Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of times we trade our our health for wealth. Uh, Gandhi has a, a quote that says, man spends his life trying to accumulate money just to, you know, sacrifice that money to get his health back. And so I, I paraphrase that. That wasn't a direct quote. 
But, you know, in that process, you know, I, I live with that. I live, my wife is that person. So I see her, you know, when I call and say, have you eaten today? Oh, I was working through and I forgot. Or oh, I got a headache. And it's because, have you eaten today? You haven't had any water? No, I had this meeting and it was back to back. So I live with that. And so I see it every day. And I'm like, how do you forget to eat? I don't understand. Out of all the things that I'm going to do today, eating won't be the thing that I forget <laughs> to do. I, prom I promise you that. But I do, you know, I, I see it. I live with it. And then I work with people that come to me to recuperate their health every day because they've sacrificed their life to become whoever they've become. And they got that part. But now mm -hmm. it's, oh, I got this diagnosis. Oh, now I have to take medication for high blood pressure. Oh, now my cholesterol. Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, if you're always on the go or you're always, you know, in a meeting and you lack time, you're going to eat what's quick, fast, right? And, mm -hmm. and available. And that means drive throughs that means we're going to, you know, especially now, DoorDash, whatever. And then the flip side of that is once you're a successful entrepreneur, now you have money. Now you can eat whatever you want. And so it's no more like the McDonald's stuff. It's like four or five course meals and drinks yeah. every night, right? So both of those things take a toll on you. And my, my goal is to show you that you can do both, right? You can manage both. There's a way for you to to become wealthy and be all that you want to be, but also maintain your health because what's the point of gaining all of that? And losing your health. Yeah, totally. I heard someone, I'm a part of a another entrepreneurial group, talk about how like there's like a happy hour every week or yeah. every day of the week if you want to go to one. And I know here at the National Entrepreneur Center, like there are always after hours events and there's always drinks and snacks and alcohol. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, so like when it comes to just being mindful, it's like, yeah, you really can be snacking your way through building yeah. a business yeah. and really lose sight. So we hear that phrase health is wealth when you hear that or share that with someone like what does that mean to you so that means that there is no amount of money there is no price that you would pay for your health right mm -hmm. so i was you know i lost my mother two years ago well going on two years ago it was ovarian cancer something that you can't control at all right so ovarian cancer is one of those cancers where you find out you're already in stage four and there's there's no testing there's no screening that you can do to even find it. It's like one day you go to the doctor and they say, hey, bad news, right? And so in that time, I knew, like, as her only son, as the man, I automatically started thinking about, well, what if I had more money, right? I could, maybe there's like this magic Johnson cure out there for ovarian cancer that only rich people know about, mm -hmm. and I can, you know, find the cure or at least, you know, buy us some time in between, like, get on the medication, we can get another 10, 20 years out of that, and I'm cool with that, right? I'm not saying not to go after your financial goals, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't want you to sacrifice that as well. But I do want you to make sure that that you're leaving, leaving not only a legacy of money, but also a legacy of health, mm -hmm. right? Because we always talk about building generational wealth, but I'm not trying to give my daughter my money tomorrow. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> like, right. I, want, I, want to be 90, I want to be 90, 100 years old and say, hey, baby girl, I left you this. Not, you know leaving here early because I ate myself, you know, to death or, you know, I work myself to death or, mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. 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 And certainly I feel like there's this elevating conversation, which I think is good around health and thinking about it more comprehensively in terms of like your mental health too, Absolutely. because I know a lot of entrepreneurs and just being an entrepreneur myself, like the stress can be high yeah. and you can certainly go through days where it's like, you're always on and you have to like make yourself like, no, I'm going to bed right now. Yeah. It doesn't matter what hasn't gotten done. Talk to us a little bit about what you've seen in terms of your area with like entrepreneurs, not only focusing on their physical health, but their mental health as well. Yeah. So what I always, what I always say is whatever you're working on is going to be there tomorrow. So 
you know, I, again, I live with this. I live with this person. And so, you know, that looks like sometimes when you say, hey, cut it off and let's go to bed. Like, you need to come to bed, right? Because tomorrow's coming, you know, and then you got to do all this again. And eventually, you know, we'll work ourselves into this rut of, you know, if you don't take a break, your body's going to take one for you, mm -hmm. right? And it'll literally shut off and say, I'm not doing anything today. And we want to avoid that. But also, you know, exercise is a way to decompress, right? Like, not just for me, um, although I enjoy it, but that's my hour a day. Like, that is my—it's going to happen. This is my hour every day because I'm in a service industry. I deal with everybody else's issues all day, every day. And I need time for just Jarrell, right? Mm -hmm. And so that I can go home and be a husband, father, and then come back, be trainer, and then be best friend, or whatever else I need to be, whatever hats I'm wearing that day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you have to understand that, yes, it's also working for your physical, but also working for your mental. And that doesn't mean you have to go live waste. That means um, something that you did, do very well is, yo, book a walk with me and let's go walk and talk. We can take meetings like that. Like, people yeah. would do that instead of dinner and drinks. Hey, no, meet me at the park. We're going to walk for 30 minutes. Just get it out, right? You know, so just finding different ways, whether that's yoga, whether that's, you know, a five-minute meditation, whether that's getting a standing desk. They have treadmill desk. Like, you literally yeah. don't have yeah. an excuse not to get up and move anymore, right? And so that's just find what works for you and so that you can decompress and you're not wound so tight. Yeah, definitely need that. <laughs> <laughs> Any other tips that you would share with entrepreneurs just to really help us, like, be mindful about prioritizing our health and wellness? Well, that, I think that's that, that's really it right there is prioritizing it, understanding that your health comes first, right? No matter what happens to you, your business is going to be there tomorrow. Somebody's going to pick this up and, and run it tomorrow. If you were sick today, somebody else will step in and do this interview. Say, oh, Brittany's not here. We'll do this interview, right? Mm -hmm. And so understanding that there is no business without you. And so you have to take care of you so you can take care of everybody else. And so that's, it's prioritizing you. And it sounds selfish, but you got to take care of you first, right? And then you can take care of everybody else. Secondly, I would say, especially for entrepreneurs, is focus on your food, right? Right. So yes, food is an issue, but it's, for most of us, it's not an overeating issue. It's an undereating issue. Like if I ask you, have you, have you, have you had breakfast today? Right. You really gonna put me you see, on the spot see like my that? point? You see my point, right? <laughs> I have not had breakfast yet <laughs> you, today. You see my you see my point, right? <laughs> but it's, I'm fasting, right? Isn't, uh, that, isn't that good if you like wait a little while? No. No. Okay. No. Not if you just wait a little while. If you if there's a <laughs> if you're intentionally fasting, that's different. If I just ain't eating today and it's twelve <laughs> o'clock, that's not a fast. That's not I forgot to eat. <laughs> but it's you know going all day and not eating or drinking, but you're tuned in, right? So I would say you know set an alarm on your on your phone that says, hey, stand up, take a walk, or hey, take a drink. You know, reminding yourself to eat. It's 10 o'clock. Make sure you eat, right? It's 1 o'clock. Make sure you eat. It's 3 o'clock. Make You know, whatever it is, setting those alarms. Just so, because when you're well-fed, you're more productive, right? Mm -hmm. When you're hungry, you get burned out. You get agitated. You, you know, like, when you're tired and you're hungry, that's when you are who you are, right? And that's when I'll, I'll see exactly who Brittany is. She'll start smiling, cussing, rolling her eyes, whatever it is. Whatever, whoever she is is going to come out when she's tired and when she's hungry, but on the flip side, when you're well-fed, you're well-rested, then that makes you more productive. You're tuned in more. That makes you that makes you more money in the end, right? And you you can put out better work. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Last question here. Certainly our audience is primarily black and brown founders. So you know about our Twin Day Accelerator program. Yes. It's a statewide program for black and brown founders. Do you see differences, and my assumption would be yes, when it comes to uh, black and brown founders and managing our health or just maybe fitness and health and wellness overall? And if so, what guidance would you give that's maybe more specific, more targeted to really help black founders and brown founders really know that our health is our wealth. Yeah. So this is the thing that that I've found is that it's not passed down to us. Right. And usually in our community, in black and brown communities, we're surrounded by food. If someone dies, we bring food. If Brittany gets a, a promotion today, we going out for dinner and drinks. Mm-hmm. Right. If I'm sad, I have food. If I'm happy, I have food. If I'm bored, I have food. Right. And so we're surrounded by food and understanding and just managing that you know, initially would be step one. And then step two, health isn't passed down. It's usually the opposite, right? Because because of culturally the way we eat, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that soul food or whatever your, you know, your cultural dish is, that you should avoid it. But I, I would say you need to minimize it, right? We can't have fried chicken every day. We can't have, you know, whatever your thing is every day. You can have it sometimes. Moderation is key, right? Mm-hmm. But when we eat like grandma, then we have the, same issues that grandma has. So grandma got the sugars, you know, yeah. you gonna, you probably yeah. going to have it. So it's not necessarily hereditary, right? You may be predisposed to having those issues, but it's not a guarantee if you change the way you eat. If I show you my family lineage, you'd be like, yo, what? how are you this person? It's because I made a decision to stay healthy, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. live on medication. I don't want my, my daughter to have to take medication. I don't want my wife to, have to take medication. And so you have to make sure, even if the same way wealth is going to start with you, Health has to start with you as well. And that's what you pass down. And now my nephew's like, yo, I want to work out with you. Like, yeah. you know, and so now you see it. You have somebody to aspire to versus, you know, the the opposite of, of that. And so I would just say, make sure it starts with you, but it doesn't end. I love that. So the same way we prioritize and talk about generational wealth, we need to be talking about generational health. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, very good. So how can we stay connected with you? Yeah, you can reach me at Web on all social social media. Um, DJRailWeb.com is uh, my website. And, you know, tap in. I'll be here. I answer all your questions. Awesome. Well, you heard it here on the Twin Day podcast powered by Bank of America. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Twin Day Podcast. Follow now at twindaypodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Twin Day Accelerator program, please visit twindayaccelerator.co. I'm Brittany Cole. Until next time, keep thriving.